Hello, and welcome to this edition of Eyes and Vibes. I'm your host for today's show, Blake Whitty, alongside my co-host and friend, Trevor Hickman. And tonight, or today, whenever you all are listening to this, <laughs> we have a lot to discuss as, guys, we have some U.S. match days again. Uh, they're finally here, and we're excited to sort of walk you through the uh, high-profile matches of Uzbekistan and Oman for the USMNT. But first things first, Trevor, how are you doing, man? Hey, I'm good, man. And let's let's not knock Uzbekistan and Oman so much. You know, if you're playing the game Risk, suddenly if you're controlling those two territories, you're in good shape. So I, I would, you know, I'd just be careful saying that sort of stuff. All right. You got to respect respect the countries. But uh, sure. but no, I'm, I'm doing well, man. Um, Yeah, just uh, ha- having a busy week, but looking forward to coming down to Atlanta, seeing you uh, and uh, yeah, going to watch uh, American football down there. Yes, sir. I love it, man. I am so excited to y'all. So Trevor and I and our friend Robbie are uh, all headed to watch the Panthers take on the Falcons this weekend. Uh, we're all big Panthers fans, and uh, we're going to see Bryce Young make his NFL debut. But before we do that on Sunday, Trevor, we're going to have the opportunity to watch some U.S. players also make their debut, which, you know, be sort of exciting as well. And yes, we will. I still want to kick it off with that. And, you know, with this preview episode of the September friendlies, uh, if you're good with it, Trevor, I say we just walk through the roster and, you know, talk about guys we'd like to see, guys we might have liked to see instead. And yeah, just talk about our thoughts on it. So I'll I'll let you start, man, with the goalkeepers. So we got Drake Callender, one of those guys making his debut in the U.S. shirt, and uh, two veterans who have been around the block at this point, at least at least roster wise. Um, and Ethan Horvath, and then Matt Turner, definitely been around the block a little bit. But but what are your thoughts on the goalies, Trevor? Yeah, so the goalies are a really interesting area for me because. It's kind of felt like if you had looked back maybe a year at our goalie situation, you would have said, man, we are actually kind of stacked at goalie right now. And you would have been right a year ago. But it's wild how things change, dynamics change, teams change, forms change, all of it in a year's time. And now suddenly we've gone from, oh, we've got our lock starter and a couple of guys nipping at his heels to... Man, it's Matt Turner and a uh, cliff. And that's mm-hmm. sort of where we're at at this point because, uh, you know, Horvath is in there, but he's not in there with flying colors right now. He's not playing much. Um, in fact, his club, Nottingham Forest, uh, just bought another goalkeeper, um, Odysseus uh, Vlachidimos, um, from the Portuguese league. And uh, it's pretty clear that that will be signaling the end of Horvath's days with Nottingham Forest. So, He's probably either on loan or just going to get outright released. I don't think he will, um, but I think he'll get a transfer or a loan. But but he's not. He won't be playing in the prem even as even as a number two. So um, that just kind of tells you. All right, clearly the guys we thought were in there aren't um, because you can also think of uh, Mister Zach Steffen. Who uh, what? Where is he, Blake? Where in the world is Zach Steffen? It's like the where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Where where is Zach Steffen? Have you heard anything about him? Is he playing games? Where is he at Man City? Where is he, Blake? 
<laughs> Trevor, that is a great question. I, I did see. So apparently, according to a U.S. soccer spokesperson, Zach Steffen uh, and Sean Johnson as well, throwing him in there as another goalkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, were both left out due to injury or fitness concerns. <laughs> Take that as you will, but <laughs> that is apparently the U.S. spokesperson's uh, answer to that question. <laughs> Zach, Zach's working on working out on the treadmill like me sometimes after yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> not not quite doing enough. But uh, but anyways, yeah. you know that that kind of brings me back to the point of we need some fresh blood in there. We need some new guys. We need a little bit more exploration into all right, who's up next and. Well, I can't say that he is truly a, and you know, who's who of the, the youth prospects. I like this Drake calendar pick, and I like it because this is a guy that, yes, he is benefiting from the messy effect. Of course he is. I mean, there's infinitely more eyes on him than there would be if he wasn't playing for Inter Miami. But he is in really good form right now. One. Two, I think he's a good shot stopper. I really do. And, you know, shout out to our guy, uh, Marcus Chai, who uh, we had on the pod a couple of episodes ago. But he's been a Drake calendar believer for over a year now. Um, And that was pre-Messi effect. And he he said he was surprised that calendar didn't go to Europe. Um, So, obviously, he believes in him as well. but. But Calendar has played well um, over this, you know, last uh, couple of weeks um, with more eyes on him. So, you know, more pressure. But uh, but he's getting an opportunity now, and it's recognized that that he is in good form. So I'm okay with this call up. I, I, I'm not against it. Um, yes, of course, Gagas Lunina would have been good. Um, but yeah, you know. Gaga is at, at a, on a loan right now, um, and the club he's at, you know, they, they do have another goalkeeper who he's now beaten out for the position, but is a veteran guy and is not a bad goalkeeper. So I, I get prioritizing his club career currently over his national team career because it's really important for Gaga to be getting minutes, playing time, and experience. So... You can attack Greg Berhalter for quite a few decisions or beliefs, but that's not one of them for me. I think he's making the right choice here by leaving Gaga back to progress in his club career. So for me, yeah, man, I like the goalkeepers. A little bit of an outside the box with Drake Callender, but deserved. And I'm interested to see if he'll get any minutes. I I doubt he does. It would be great for the story, but it just depends on how we approach it, I suppose. Um, But, you know, it's, again, doubtful he does, uh, but, you know, maybe they give him the second game. um, But even if he doesn't, you know, he's now in a national team camp. It's clear that we have our eye on him. And uh, it'll just be interesting to see how he progresses throughout this season with Inter-Miami as they you know, climb the ladder slowly but surely back into the playoffs, I am sure. So mm-hmm. that's my thoughts on the goalkeepers. Um, you have anything to add to it? Sure, I think you hit everything perfectly there, really. My, my thoughts on the three really sort of echo a lot of your own. You know, 
like you said, it is sort of crazy how quickly this has become Matt Turner and then a cliff after him. <laughs> it's like how quickly it's become that. But you're right. It really has. Like this is Matt Turner's job as number one guy. And who knows what's going on afterwards? Like, I think, you know, a lot of different people can have a lot of different opinions. But um, I, I do I do agree with you. I think Gaga, it, this is a very important loan move, as you said. And, you know, as he begins his, you know, buttoning uh european career mm-hmm. um it, it's a big low move and you know it's he's just getting um to his new club and it's big for him to you know try to really you know plant himself in there so i'm with you i think it's important for him to be there and just one of those situations where club over country it makes sense for him here uh ethan horvath i hope he gets it figured out trevor i keep on thinking back to that first nations league final against mexico and you know, I just hope we all of us need to remember, you know, how good Ethan Horvath was in that game coming yep. in yep. off the bench. Like he was great. That saving the pen, like he he was great and a huge part of uh coming away with that trophy, which you know, I think still is sort of an iconic moment in this modern USMNT era. And I'm with you on Drake too. I I think what you said, Trevor. Um, but I also agree with is that he earned this. This isn't just because of Lionel Messi. This isn't just a marketing ploy, at least from from my perspective. I think he's earned this from his, you know, especially from his performance in the Leeds Cup final mm-hmm. and really just watching against LAFC. Like you said, he's yeah, a great dude. shot he stopper. Good like, saves he there. did. He did. Uh, in front of, you know, the, all the Selena Gomez's and Tigers of the world <laughs> making faces and everything. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, I'm surprised they weren't doing the same for Drake Calendar with some of what he was doing out there. But uh, anyways, that's that, that's what I got. I, I'm with you on the goalkeepers. I think we'll, we'll give Greg his credit on this one. And uh, with that, Trevor, I guess we'll sort of move up a little bit now, do the defenders. Sure. And sort of just my quick thoughts before I let you take things away here. Uh, Christopher Lund, I'll let you talk about him. Um, cause I'm very intrigued by that little mm-hmm. caught off guard, but very intrigued. <laughs> um, Kevin Paredes, interesting to see him as a defender. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. And the probably Trevor, you know, I said, we'll give Greg credit on the goalkeepers. I really like this roster overall that Greg put together, but there's one particular guy who I would like to see on this roster. Who's not there. And uh, I'll let you give a guess of who that is. He is a defender. And I'll let you take <laughs> things away from there with your thoughts on the rest of the lineup and the defense as well. Yeah, so I'll give you the rest of my uh, my thoughts on the lineup first. And then I'll, and then I'll give a guess at the player. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> to start with, um, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about Christopher Lund. Um, he is a guy that he's one of the burner favorites. And what I mean by that is... Uh, USMNT Burner, um, another collab that we've done in the past. They are adept at finding dual nationals that are eligible and play in obscure leagues with obscure teams. And Christopher Lund is no exception to that rule. (laughs) But he's recently made a a higher profile move to Palermo. Um, So he is now in the Serie B. Mm -hmm. And... He represents a left back. I mean, that's what he is. And you notice that he has zero caps, which kind of tells you, all right, we're sort of rolling the dice here. You know, we've got to get a backup left back for Anthony. Because the thing is, 
if you've seen how the season has started, Blake, there's been a lot of injuries. Like, and as much as I'd love to say we live in a world where our starters are going to stay healthy, that is just not the case. I mean, I know everyone listening, you guys have seen it a hundred times. You see every article about, oh, look, it uh, looks like Johnny Cardozo is injured, so he's not coming into camp. Oh, look. Uh, it looks like this player is injured. That player is injured. Mm-hmm. And you just go, uh, what? Uh, like Josh Sargent. Oh, I guess he's out for like three months kind of thing. On scoring a goal, too. Like, how does that I even know, happen, man. Trevor? I, I how know. does that even happen? Terrible. Terrible. But it tells you we got to have backups. And the theme of this episode really is going to be backups because you look at the goalkeepers. That's what we're trying to establish there is who's the backup for Matt Turner if he goes down. This is the same idea for Christopher Lund, is here's a guy that has the potential to be a very good player, but he's young, he's pretty unproven, he's kind of skirted around any major league, but he's worth taking a gamble on. There's nothing that can go wrong with it, And, and honestly... Denmark was interested in him. So for him to file his one-time switch, you know, it means that he's convinced by our project. So I'm excited to see him. I like his game. I've watched a little bit of his highlights now that, you know, he is on our roster. Um, I won't lie. It's not jump out there tape, but it is solid. It's consistent and it shows room for growth. So for me, I like this one. I think he's got the potential to be a solid fill-in backup left back because he's not going to jump Jedi. It's not going to happen. So this is more for the backup role. Now we're moving on, though, to one of my favorite guys on this roster. You know, we're going to talk about misses at some point, but here's a hit, and that's Kevin Paredes. I really like this kid. I've liked him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um when he left DC, you know, I've I've preached to others, anyone that can listen about his versatility as a player. He is an incredibly versatile player. I, I'd argue he could play almost any position on the field. And to me, that says, okay, clearly the U.S. recognizes this as well because he is listed and plays winger for Wolfsburg, but they've got him at left back, in my opinion. And you might think maybe it's right back, maybe it's right wing back, maybe it's left wing back. It's between left back and left wing back for him because he's played it before. A lot of people don't realize this, but when he was at DC United, he was a left back for the majority of the time. So it's not actually that crazy a call to put him at defender. Mm -hmm. He's done it and he's excelled at it. So what this tells me, Blake, is, you know, I'm looking at this camp roster picture with Serginho Dest smiling at me, (laughs) which is great. But (laughs) um, you look on there at the defenders section and you see two zeros for two left backs there. What that tells me is, all right, these guys are competing for that backup left back position currently. Mm. Now, I suspect Kevin Paredes will be on the team regardless. They'll fit him in at winger um, or or something around that because he is a truly can't miss player when he's on the field um, and will continue to be so as he develops and gets even saucier with his dribbling. But regardless, 
right now at face value, these two zeros you see for defenders for caps, they're left backs and they're competing against each other, in my opinion. So I think that's really interesting. I think it's exciting um, because I I don't know where it's going to go. But I have a feeling both of them get time. And Jedi might not play quite as much as you might think this window. That would be my prediction. He might, but they're, again, backups. We got to establish our backups, especially with all the injuries we're seeing. So for me, I like it. I think these are two interesting moves. Um, Big fans. And I think that's a perfect way to go from the crescendo of, yes, I love it. Good decision, Greg, to <laughs> back down to earth. Yeah. With the exclusion of none other than John Brooks. Bingo. And- <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm not even sure that if he was in this camp, like, I'm not sure I would start him. I, I might. Yeah. I might not, but he would. But he he offers something that our other center backs simply do not. His passing and his willingness to get forward. I mean, he scored a goal last weekend, mm-hmm. but he, he commits as almost an attacker as a center back. And you know what? That may not completely fit Greg's system. But well, first off, and we won't go too far down this road. Greg needs to not have his system. He needs to work his system around the players we've had. We've talked about that before, but that still needs to be the case. But let's say it's not. Let's say it's not. We still, in his system, could have moments where he wants to tactically adapt. Mm -hmm. And John Brooks just represents a tool in the toolbox. Like, for example, if I'm... If I'm hammering in, in a nail, I'm never going to need a wrench. There's just absolutely no reason I'll ever need a wrench. So why do I have a wrench in my toolbox? Well, there may be a time where I need a wrench. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that. I'm not going to throw out the wrench from the toolbox just because, oh, well, you know, it it doesn't fit with what I'm doing construction-wise right now. Well, there's a lot of different keys and pieces and parts to, you know, building a program. So for me, yeah, I, I mean, I see that and I think big miss, big miss because he's just a versatile piece. But speaking of pieces, there's a second piece and that's peace of mind. And that's why Greg didn't bring him along is because they obviously have quite a history at this point. And I have a feeling that he's just never going to get called up again, which is incredibly unfortunate. Um, I don't think it's right. But at this point, because he is not a must-have player, he's just a, it would be nice. But for some people to see that player, I don't think he'll ever get called up again. And just being completely honest, I think if Geo was at the level of like a, ooh, let's say a, uh, let's say a Luca della Torre. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd get called up either again. Yeah. I think it's because he's so good that Greg is saying, well, hold on now. He'll be there in October because he knows there would be a riot if oh. he wasn't. He's gotta be. He's gotta yeah. be. 
So that yeah, long long winded, but but yeah, that that's sort of my thoughts on the defenders. I really yeah. like it. You know, it's got some positives, but what it's got really is a dogfight at left back, and I think yeah. that's going to be really interesting to watch because both those zero cap guys are coming in for that left back role. Mm-hmm. I love it, Trevor. I think that's perfectly well said. And hey, you know, for September friendlies what, three years off from the official World Cup, having some competition at a position for a potential playing time in the future, that's a good thing to have. That, that's going to help, you know, a lot with uh, the watchability and uh, sort of, the, you know, the entertainment value. So I'm excited to see those two guys battle out too. And uh, yeah, just well said overall. Um, the John Brooks thing, it's, it's just a shame, Trevor. Like I... Uh, yeah. Part of my reasoning for his wanting wanting him to be on the roster, like it's not even for these particular games, but like you were sort of were saying, I just want to see him be like reintegrated and you know have the hope that he will be a part of this going forward. Because like you said, right now it's not looking too good for that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, anyways, but anyways, we'll see. But yeah, so those are the defenders. Thanks for your thoughts on that, Trevor. And uh, we'll we'll move up to the midfielders now. And, you know, a lot of injuries, as you mentioned, coming into this camp. Guys like Tyler Adams, unfortunately not available. Gio Reyna, just coming back from injury. Mm-hmm, Seems mm-hmm. to be a big reason for him not being here as well. Yep. Johnny Cardozo, originally in. <sighs> not anymore, though. And, you know, I'm looking at this roster, Trevor, and a lot of guys, you know, we we have some experience with, been on the roster. Might have some more opportunity for playing time this time around with injuries to guys like Adams and Reyna. Um, and, you know, Delatore, Wes, of course, uh, Yunus Musa, of course, Malik Tillman starting to be in a lot of these, you know, making that big move to PSV, like a lot of other, our other players. Yeah, but, scoring a goal this weekend, too. Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. So um, excited for those guys as always. But I want to focus on the two other ones, Trevor, and hear your thoughts on them as uh, they will be somewhat new to this. And that is Ben Kramashi, another one of Messi's boys that enter Miami <laughs> and uh, Tanner Testman coming in for Johnny Cardozo. So what do you think of those two selections? Yeah, just just being you know brutally honest, all the others I don't really care about in terms of they're they're not remarkable one way or the other. Yeah. I expe- I expected those guys to be called in. It's mm-hmm. the right decision. It's kind of can't miss. So for me, I, I you know I guess I'll say I'm glad that Luca got the call. Um, I, I thought he would, but there was a chance that you know maybe he was on the outside looking in. Um, so I'm glad he got there, but. But the other guys, yeah, we've commented on them a hundred times. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll ignore them. Um, yeah, let's talk about those two because, man, that Kramashi decision, that's the one for me that is, if there's one on the roster where I go, I'm not sure I really agree with that. I think it's this one. Mm-hmm. And there's a variety of reasons I say that. I am not here to bash on an 18-year-old kid for getting a call up to the national team. I'm thrilled that he did. But I look at this two ways, Blake. The first way I look at this is when I see a player called up, the first thing I think is, okay, who were the others that were not called up in their place so that this player could get their call up? And when I did that with the defenders or the goalkeeper, 
I'm not really seeing anyone where I'm getting too heated or or questioning mm-hmm. it too much. You know, Christopher Lund got in at left back ahead of uh, Caleb Wiley, maybe. I, I mean, John Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, I mean, sure. It's, a, you know, Dewan Jones. Sure. I guess it's a little bit of a miss, but but we know these players, really. Yeah. Tolkien's got upside, but, but most of them are, are pretty proven players at this point. Or they need to make a move to Europe or get more time or a variety of things. So I'm not really fussed about that. It's different with the Kramash pick because there's another guy for me that's immediately standing out as, okay, why has he not gotten a call up yet? Mm-hmm. And that's Jack McGlynn. That's my guy when we talk midfielders. Um, and again, I'm going to go back to the toolbox analogy because he's a left footer with a periscopic foot in terms of like he can kick it pretty much anywhere. Um, and it's just an asset to have one, a left footer, but to a guy that's consistently performing in MLS, you know, he has quite a few assists, quite a few goals. Um and he's gone down to Mexico and had an assist there. So he, he's not afraid of the spotlight by any mm-hmm. means. And his mom follows me on Twitter. So hey, <laughs> but, that's always a plus. <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> so families listening. We like Jack McGlynn. But mm-hmm. um, the Jack McGlynn fans. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But but yeah. So, so I'm a little bit disappointed he didn't get, get a look there. Um so that's the first thing, you know, and there are a couple of other midfielders you could argue maybe were in contention. I'm not seeing a lot of huge misses outside of that. Perhaps Noel Buck, but I still think it's early for him. Um, so probably not going to argue too much on that. I just I think Jack and Glenn was the pick here. Um, so I'm a little bit surprised Kramashi got in. However, here's the second thing. And I would argue the more important of the two. When you look at a dual national, they have negotiation leverage in that there are multiple countries they're available to play for and eligible to play for and able to play for. Sometimes you hear about a player using that to try and leverage a call up. Very rarely does it happen. Blake, I believe what we're seeing here is that. And it's not a great message to send as a country with, oh, I don't know, quite literally just dual nationals, it feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at our roster, dude, there are like 20 countries dual nationally represented. Mm-hmm. So we can't be sending a message that, hey, if you're a big name and you start to look over the pond, even for just a second, we're going to call you in and you're going to get a better chance of playing for us. That can't be our message, Blake, or we just open the floodgates. It can't be like that. You know, England had the same thing going on with Balogun, but this is not Balogun we're calling in. This is Benja Kramashi, who is a great player, for Inter Miami, but you know, he's not doing this in France or England or Germany or Spain or Italy. He's doing it in MLS and he's doing well, but he's doing well in front of a big audience. And mm-hmm. 
he's he's probably not if we're being truthful he's probably not in our top 10 prospects for our youth national team system you could argue he is you can argue he's not but if you really look down the line i'm not sure he is so to give him this call up and accelerate things like this i think it sends the wrong message longer term not thinking this camp thinking bigger than that mm-hmm. thinking long term so i don't like it for that reason because i think he's benefiting from messy effect and dual national effect um because obviously argentina is sniffing around for a youth camp mm-hmm. or two um so obviously you know there there's interest there at a youth level same thing you're seeing with noel buck um who went and played for the england u19s mm-hmm this window so this is a thing it's happened in the past but it's a little louder now and it's with prospects that aren't quite as big to do that sort of thing so i think that we can't we can't continue to do this and call players up or it's just going to create a problem mm-hmm. so that that's my thoughts on it um but i will end it with this i hope benja plays well i want him to get an opportunity even if it's like 10 or 15 minutes, one of the games, I'd like to see him on the field. I'd like to see him play. He's not going to get cap tied. If he plays now, it's not predatory. Um, it's just purely about, Hey, can he play? Yep. So that's what I'd say. Um, I hope he does well. And uh, yeah, let, let's see what the kid's made of um, because this is any, really not a sled against him. It's more around USSF's um, methodology. So that's what mm-hmm. I'd say. What do you think? I totally get where you're coming from, Trevor. And it's you're right. It, it's a slippery slope with this going forward with the dual mm-hmm. nats and sort of from both sides. Um, from you know the players trying to leverage it into call ups, and then I think I've seen you talk about it on Twitter too. You know, national teams potentially trying to cap guys and then don't call them up again. You know, but just have them sort <laughs> of. Lack yeah. of better terms in their back pocket, which is, you know, awful. But anyways, um, I, so I agree. And, you know, I'm sort of scared, Trevor, that this might just be what things are coming to, you know, sort of going back. We mentioned American football again, sort of in college football. You know, you got the transfer portal and NIL sort of completely transforming the landscape and how programs there are run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can't help but wonder if it's going to be somewhat similar here in uh, international football, soccer, and uh, if that's sort of what it's going to come to with so many you know, dual nationals, man, yeah. like on from, you know, every country, um, you know, just with the world globalizing as it is at the pace it is, mm-hmm. um, you know, so many players now have the opportunity to represent multiple countries. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see sort of how that unfolds. And I definitely get where you're coming from, what you're saying. Um, I will say for Ben himself, I'm sort of with you, though. I, I am. I can't watch Trevor. I am intrigued to see how he does because, you know, <laughs> we all know the story now with Inter-Miami, how they're dead last, couldn't get anything going. Then Mr. Messi comes in and golly, they haven't lost a game since <laughs> Um, and are, you know, on track to potentially win a treble, which is crazy. Um, so I am interested to see if uh, Ben can sort of carry over his form. Didn't have the best game against LAFC, but has been good um, for the most part in his other appearances. And you can't deny the kid's got a clutch gene in him. 
you know, game-winning penalty. Facts, man. And the league's cup against Dallas and twice. the uh, U.S. Open semifinals, yeah. right? Yeah, twice. So, um, yeah. He's got a clutching in him, so I like that. And, yeah, I hope he gets on the field for at least those 10 or 15 minutes that you were talking about because I would like to see, um, you know, again, it's been very short, a very short amount of time uh, with Mr. Messi that he's played, but um, I would be intrigued to see if some of his form carries over um, now that he's not playing with Mr. Messi. So, yeah, I, I think he will get on. Interesting. Uh, I mean, if you look at our midfielders, there's only six of them. So yeah. it's a thinner group um, and they all have sort of designated roles. And there's probably going to be at least three in the midfield every game. So maybe we use the same three both games. I, I personally doubt it for a friendly that's meaningless and against really not great competition like this. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be interested to see him. Yeah, 10 to 15. I'm not complaining. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, good deal, man. That's I think that's about it for the midfield. And mm-hmm. looking at the forwards, Trevor, sort of similar what you were what to what you were saying, excuse me, about uh, most of the midfielders. A lot of the, the classics, uh, Christian Pulisic, who is tearing up Serie A. Tim Weah, who's, you know, doing pretty well himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, glad to see Flo, you know, going back to our last episode, glad to see Flo get that move to Monaco. And I am cheering right now, not Chelsea or Spurs. So <laughs> happy about that. Um, Britton Aronson getting some time with Union Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to save, you know, we're running out of time here. I wanted to save just a minute to talk about our opponents really quick. So give me your 30 second rundown on Cade Cowell. Uh, I, I know you have a history with him, so. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that don't know, uh, I put a tweet out at one point a couple of months to maybe a year ago. Um, well, no, not a year, but m- months ago um, about him in the U-20 World Cup. Um, he, he made some move or something, and I said, wow, that, you know, he has sometimes he plays like a UCL starter or he has like UCL starter moments um, and people latched onto that. And when I mean latched on, I, I mean, I still get references to that one tweet now <laughs> from quite I, a few people. I really hope he makes it Trevor. Like I really, obviously for Kate himself, but also like that will be a good moment for the, uh, the USM and Trev account. Yeah, uh, I don't care. If I hope he, goes, he does. I don't care if he goes to Israel and plays for UCL yeah. there or Belgium. Exactly. Exactly. If he ever does it, you better believe I am. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm on. And so, you but, should. You but should. yeah, so so quickly, what I'll say about him yep. is uh, he's running out of opportunities to really kind of prove himself with the national mm-hmm. team. He's gotten a couple of chances. He's not done much with it. Um, Eventually, there's going to be competitors that come up. So he needs to make something happen or he needs to move to Europe. It's one of the two. I think both will happen. I predict he is a really good camp. Um, I don't know if you know he deserves to call up next time or not. Uh, he probably will get one. He's one of Greg's guys at this point. I'm kind of getting the sense. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, let's see what he does. He is high upside. Uh, he's just very, very raw. So, um, yeah, excited to see see what he does uh, i suspect he's another you know 15 to 30 kind of guy so yeah yes sir well said again well said again all right well perfect trevor well that's pretty much it for our roster uh thanks for helping us through that and uh I- i'm really interested by a lot of these guys and you know 
Kramashi, the backup left back battles you were talking about. So, you know, there's some intrigue to this camp. And, uh, you know, really quick, sort of just wrap things up. Um, I wanted to hear one, your predictions, and two, just quick little overview here. Um, because yeah, no disrespect to Uzbekistan or Oman from earlier. Um, but we're we're going up against the white wolves of Uzbekistan, Trevor. Um who, <laughs> that's a cool name. I know, I know it's a pretty cool name, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, they qualified for the 2023 Asian Cup. Um, so you know, a little bit of success recently. Um, for the 2022 World Cup, though, they didn't make it to the final round of uh the Asian continent qualifying, which was apparently a bit of a disappointment. So they also played Mexico right after us. Um, so oh, I think okay. down at Atlanta, ironically. So ha, nice. um, an interesting little tidbit there for Uzbekistan. And then Oman. Um, I mean, Trevor, Oman. Honestly, man, I don't know a whole lot. I'm not going to lie, Trevor. <laughs> I do know their entire roster is actually all based in Oman right now. So uh, I know, you know, a lot of our own fans are not the biggest fans when we call in only domestic players. So, you know, I wonder what it's like on the Oman side, if, if they feel the same, but anyways, give me your quick prediction, Trevor, we're about done here, but what are your predictions for both these friendlies? Give me a scoreline. Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to go for the first game versus Uzbekistan. I'm going to say we win three nil. And then the second one, I think we win one nil. I think we should win by more. I think everything tells us we'll win by more, but I just think the system Greg plays will start to poke holes in what we thought was a good window um, because it does feel like we end a lot like that. So I say 3 0, 1 0. What about you? A great point. It's a somber point, but a great point. It does always <laughs> sort of feel like that, doesn't it? Like yeah. one step forward, two steps back. <laughs> uh-huh. But hopefully, hopefully we're in a new era of Greg. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to go four one, Trevor, on you know Saturday night. Um, and the the soccer capital of the world is what people are saying. Oh yeah, Louis. yeah, we could talk. I've about seen that. that. that, that that's yeah. for a different time. That's a long but, conversation. Yeah, but uh, you know, still you're like fair, fair play. But um, anyways, so. We'll see the guys show out there and, um, you know, I'll go, I'll go two to one. So sort of similar mm. one, one score margin yeah. um, up in Minnesota for that second game against Oman. Um, but yeah, well, I think Trevor, that'll about do it. Thank you so much for uh, letting me host and coming on, man. Great talking to you. And uh, I'm excited to see you down the ATL in a few days. Yeah, of course, man. It should be fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, we'll see how this roster does. It's an interesting one. Um, and yeah, watch if you guys are listening. Think about one thing from this episode, and that's watch the left back battle. That's going to be fun. Yes, sir. It will. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, keep vibing.